This is WEMF Radio. 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 WEMF Need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike Can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York. It's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. CBDplease.com, your best source for medical quality CBD products, is proud to sponsor the Young Jerks radio show. Welcome. We're live with the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Hello. Uh, we just uh, got a big show today, don't we? Yes, we do. A little bit. Can I hear you on that? Hello. Yeah, that's better. Am I here? Yeah, you're <laughs> close to that. Mic. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Get right on top of it. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. And I'm Brianna Morrell. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of down today in a way. Like, I'm really up because I got, finally got, like, a ton of sleep. I walked a million dogs this week. But Well, that's a good thing. You yeah. love your dogs. Yeah. But I'm kind of amped up about this whole uh, story that I'm writing right now. I'm, I'm amped up about the guests. I haven't even really said hi to them. I'm almost ignoring them because I want to wait till we get on microphone. But uh, I'm just really, it's about this doctor and only right now. It's got you down. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's a big thing right now. I'm, I'm trying to f- put this story together, and I've been chasing it and calling people, and it's uh, frustrating what is happening to him and how he's basically been sacrificed for no good reason. And how it's been dragged out for month after month after month, um, and especially since the, what was it, September, yeah. that the judge ruled yeah. that And the only person that was fair. not politically appointed... What do you got, Herb, going? Thanks, Herb. <laughs> Just a little bit of background yeah, music for us. <laughs> crap. But, uh, Some soap opera drama. Uh, here we go again, Herb. I'm going to kill you today. See, he keeps giving me the hand <laughs> thing. What's over the hand like, no, thing? Like, no, calm no. down. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. So where were we? We were talking about... The, you know, the thing about it is uh, the only person who was not politically appointed that was non-biased ruled that he broke no law. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were saying because we looked at the evidence and he broke no law. He was advised by the DPH to do something and he did it. And now they're saying that's a that he broke a law. Yeah, and he it's, did. Yeah, talking about Doctor John Nadolny. Yeah. Um, for people who are listening, uh, they suspended his license. Right he had to sell his house. Um, a lot I found out about this. We're going to talk more about this today, but uh, we we should go to our guest. Our guest is here. He gets paid a lot of money to wait for. Like, you know, <laughs> he might get billed if we wait too long. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you know how I am with consultants. You're you're a little on edge. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we we fought like we were like uh, like people 
uh, probably I'm shocked he's in here in a way. Are you shocked, Brianna? I'm I'm very impressed. Are you yeah. shocked, Lauren Pespiz? <laughs> is here. Nothing shocks me anymore, but we'll see if he stays. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> well, uh, some people know we have uh, uh, lobbyists. Uh, he has his uh, group, Del- Delaney. Uh, maybe I'm going to screw it up now. It's the Delaney Policy Group. Thank you, Delaney Policy Group. His name is Dan- Daniel Delaney, and uh, you're a lobbyist at Patriot Care. Welcome to the show. Let's give you a round of applause. We're going to give you a big round of applause for being here. Right thank now. you. Thank you. And, I, you know, I'm going to thank you, too, because uh, when I wrote some stories, I went after you, and you still took my phone calls. You're still very what? nice. Look, this is the nature of the game. I'm, it's, it's a political world. You're going to have points of view. You're going to have back and forth. And if, if you bruise easily, you're in the wrong business. At least that's what I think. And you also were helpful. You, you actually, you know, offered some help to me, too. As well, gave me Jason Lewis's phone number, to, you know, and he took my call for once. I think because of you, I mentioned you, and I think that's what. <laughs> yeah, he and I we're, we're building a good friendship, so I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you know, he'll stay engaged. He's going to be the thought leader on this stuff in the in the state house for. Um, however, you take that, he's he's going to be the the driving force, I think, in the elected, um, in the elected world around how this how this plays out. Do you think we like that on our side? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, I think it's a, it's a little bit of a stressor right now. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know. Well, let's talk about some other stressors because I want to go right back to Dan and uh, the show because uh, <laughs> we had called you one time. Like I think it was like the hack. Do you remember this, Lauren? We call him the hack of the week or scab. Scab? scab was a scab? scab, and scab. He knows. Not, not that I remember. He knows exactly what it was. What did you like? What did you think about that when you heard that? Were you upset? Scab the, no, I mean, no. I mean, you guys were so, frankly, nice and kind and gentle with me compared to say like the the yes on four folks who who came out guns blazing and said I worked for the cartel and I mean you guys were at least criticizing me for stuff I was actually doing. Um, so I felt like that was all right. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, you know, I got I I like you. I gotta admit, I do. Uh, like even when we don't agree, I want to ask you about this uh, doctor that only uh, Canicad Ox. Uh, do you want? Do you know? You know about this, right? Yeah, yeah, I know about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not super drilled down on it, but I know kind of the, the broad strokes. Do you think there's anything that J- like you said you have a relationship with Jason Lewis? Would you ask him to help us on this or the governor maybe? I mean, I would. I, I'd be happy to talk to talk to either of them. I can certainly talk to to Jason Lewis. Um, the Board of Registration in Medicine. That's really the um, going to be the deciding factor. Or even them? Could you speak to them? Because I mean, this is we we feel like he's just getting railroaded by them. They they like we have information that they think that you know the people that are leading this they don't like medical marijuana, and a lot of this was political positioning to to get good with Baker because they were originally appointed by Patrick. Right. And so, you know, we feel like the governor could definitely help on it. Well, yeah, I think he could definitely help. I think, I mean, the the board has always been a really conservative, um, right? Uh, both like politically, but just in terms of the way they behave, they 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 tend to be um, kind of old fashioned. And if it happens, say in this century, maybe it's a little too new, and we should see what they did last century. Um, they have that that kind of approach. I would definitely, um, you know, I'd be happy to reach out to folks and see sort of what you know what can be done, what can't be done, how much of it is, um, 
them reacting to, to a particular spotlight. And a lot of it, at least my sense is, when things, um, when the doctor got, got in trouble or got this headache, depending on your point of view, I don't want to cast well, aspersions yeah. of where, where he actually was. But when this all blew up, this was in the middle of a, a really broad campaign. Um, and, and it might be the kind of situation where cooler heads can prevail. I mean, right. the, and it was a tragic event, what happened with that uh, police officer. I mean, everyone does. But why should it fall on John Nadoni when he really had nothing to do with it when the evidence, you look at it. Um, and, you know, so... Yeah, I, I would love to see uh, if you could help us there and talk to any of them. Do you think it's beneficial for us? Because like we're sitting here wondering what we should do. Like, um, because you know they were the family tried to work with the board of registration of medicine and kind of try to keep things down. And now they feel like they've run out of options. They won their appeal. It's been months, and they had no response. And they just basically sort of had it. And even though their attorneys were saying go public. And once they went public, they were telling us what actually was going on with their lives, where they sold their house. Right. They're, you know, like, he's get, he has nothing left. Like, it's over unless he gets his work back. And uh, it's, you know, to the point where people started calling this week, and we were going nuts on the Internet and um, on the Facebook mostly. Uh, and people have been calling, and all of a sudden now they're going to have a, a hearing uh, next Thursday, uh, apparently, I, I said Friday. It was originally Friday. Now it's Thursday morning, ten thirty. Um, so, I mean, do you think we we should be calling them? Is that harassing the Board of Registration of Medicine? What what should we be doing, Dan Delaney? I mean, I, I would say, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't encourage a thousand people to call because that's definitely um, counterproductive. Um, you know, if if folks want to. Uh, want to write? I always feel like that—that's a good idea. Whether they want to send send an email to the board, or whether they want to send an email, um, you know, to the to the governor. I think, like I said, now that we're past kind of the heat of the moment, both politically and and the the very real tragedy that happened, maybe folks can take a look back and say, what are the facts? Who actually has responsibility here, and what's appropriate? It's a huge sanction. I mean, my my folks are doctors, um, and to to lose your license like that is it's. Especially unblemished career. I mean, he's an ER doctor as well. He, yep. I had him as a doctor, and I thought he was the best doctor I've had. <laughs> he actually, within minutes, like was like, "All right, I've already figured out this. You're all set with medical marijuana. Let's talk about your your one bad thing." And and in a way that didn't make me feel like crap. Like they usually talk down to you. I oh, think yeah. that's the. Oh, yeah. He's a very human guy. The thing John that Adol. everybody's missing too is that he is, or that uh, the board of uh, medicine is missing is that he is uh, not able to look after patients that rely on him, right? Um, that so are waiting on him, punishing right now. the patients and his family. And yeah. his family. Um, it's it's really disgusting what they are doing. And they had, I believe it was 30 days following yep. uh, the court's decision to be able to appeal it, and they have done nothing. Uh, Until we started screaming this week on, on and, you know, public. Stephen Mendilli created a new Facebook page for it, uh, Veterans Alternative Healing, uh, MPAA. They've been working all along on this, uh, working along with John. Um, and uh, now Mascan, too. I know they're going to probably be there uh, as well on Thursday protesting and, and going in. We, you know, one of the things I want to talk about, too, on this is that uh, they want to keep it a private meeting. No, absolutely not. It's, it's got to be public. People have to demand it's public. I agree with that. Yeah. Do you think that that can be accomplished by emailing and writing in or just by showing up in pure force? Is it is it reasonable to expect, I'm, do you think? 
well, Dan, that we can do that? Well, I, mean, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I can see you kind of yeah. hesitating. <laughs> no. Um, here's when they do sort of like specific adjudication for, for a doctor's case or, or, well, they only oversee doctors and acupuncturists and so on. Um, since I represent the Acupuncture Society, I'm going to try and not cause trouble that I don't need to cause. <laughs> but um, often what they do with these meetings is they'll have a section of the meeting that's, um, that's open. Um, and then when they do with individual adjudication, sometimes they'll take, they'll take folks out um, to discuss particular details. So if, you know, if I'm the patient who claims that I was done wrong by the, the doctor and the board wants to come and, and speak to the doctor and say, well, you know, how come you gave, you know, Dandelion drug A instead of drug B? Like, I don't want the whole room to know what my prescription says. So there may be some, some very specific sort of procedural reasons that right. you can't be there the whole time. Something like HIPAA right. or some protection for patients, right. privacy, um, that makes sense. Uh, but, but they can't, uh, to my knowledge, say that you're not allowed to be for the whole Board of Registration because it's, it's an open meeting, it's a public meeting, um, so they do bracket parts of it. Um, but I think um, you know, the thing to do is, is, is to sort of be there and send the signal that you know, this is not you know, some doctor who's unsupported, who's uncared for, who doesn't have a real place in the medical community and with the patient community. I mean, that's, I mean, look, I'm a lobbyist. I see everything kind of through this lens. But it's sort of like sending the signal of who's there behind um, the doc, which is why I like emails and letters, you know, more than a 1,000 calls. Because if you call, you know, after the third call, they're going to give it all to the receptionist with, who's the lowest on the totem pole, and he or she is going to take 10,000 calls, and it's not going to get to the folks who really should be getting the signal. And that's, that's, that's sort of the way that I'd, I'd, I'd approach it, because it's like when you call customer service and you scream at them because, you know, the guy who installed the cable right. did it wrong. It's like they're not the people who make the, um, decisions. Who make the decision or who should bear the brunt of really some, uh, I think, legitimate displeasure. Well, that's good because that's mostly what I've been doing this week. <laughs> Emailing. They must hate my emails. Sometimes they respond. And I mean, then... email's not as bad as phone calls. I'm I, sure. I sent out some vicious emails. You've seen some of them, right? Have you been on the receiving end oh, yeah. of any oh, of yeah. his vicious emails? He does. Yeah. Oh, you, people know where you're coming from. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't bullshit. <laughs> We also have uh, some other new things, because this week we should all just give us a round of applause. We have legal marijuana, officially. Yes, uh, so we and, are celebrating. And we're celebrating. We have some... Uh, we, I don't know if this is legal. I might be in trouble. I, I should ask, the, am I going to get in trouble for this, Dan? Uh, for what, what if I give hand? away seeds right now? It's gift. No, you can give away It's that. all legal? Yeah. You can't sell anything. I can't sell You don't sell have a license yeah, to sell see? anything. So it's legal to give away one ounce. I can give away seeds. Right. We have because you can now grow your own. Yeah. So I got Astro Dog in here, and they give us a bunch of seeds, and and you, no one knows Astro Dog. You just uh, if you want to come in and get some seeds, we're giving them away today. And I'm also receiving weed donations. I've announced that, and I've already gotten one. <laughs> I asked for an very ounce. excited I about wanted, the whole gifting yeah, part I was of the law. For ounces, and, and next thing I know, like the whole thing, you know, everyone's giving away ounces. They're trying to beat me to it because I was waiting until Saturday, and but so you got missed. Yeah, and I'm like, no one's gonna <laughs> give me any weed no, this week. I guarantee you. And uh, so I said, I'll give away seeds instead. And then uh, Warren came up, and uh, he he gifted me weed. Yeah. Wow, you're the first one. <laughs> Your first legal it's like gift. A, it's yeah. like a gram. Well, Is that a gram, you think? 
Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. It's Close. legal. Like three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> no, these seeds are pretty awesome. They're Alien Dog by yeah. Tahoe Alien. Yeah. Growing some seeds. funky strains. Yeah. So, some kind of hybrid of hybrids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's taking these home today? I'm are taking ta- a packet. You are? Mm-hmm. I'm definitely taking a packet as well. Okay. All right, so we're talking to Dan Delaney. Uh, bring that back because... Uh, the only guy in the room who's sad about the legal law. Right. <laughs> and the about home grows too, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. not like home grows still? Are you still... I, I don't... Look, I just think 12 is too many for an uh, adult couple to call personal use. I mean, I, if, if you Yeah, but what plant, if... Like a lot of people... Like, sometimes you only have like three or four that are uh, flowering and like the other eight are clones or like, you know, you're, you're breeding, you know? It's... I'll, I'll defer to your expertise on the cultivation and I, just, not, I, I don't like, have much. Uh, I'm you know, just going. Well, I'm not an expert. I'm that just was a going big thing. Say. A lot of people that I know who are interested in growing, when they were looking at the law, that was their question: is okay. Well, it says six plants per person, but does that how include many how many mother plants That's and how many thing. clones yeah. and how many seedlings yeah. and how many actually exactly. in vegetation and blah blah right. blah? Yeah. And the law doesn't break it down that way. So having the six to twelve, it allows a little bit of wiggle room for people who do want to have. Um, you know, if you're a patient, you need perpetual or if you if you want recreational supplies sorry so he's talking about patients it's so weird to switch and talk about recreational now oh my goodness um if you want to be able to uh like you know smoke you have to be able to um have a consistent supply and having the grow you know constantly perpetuating flower is important and so you want to have that cycle and you know i don't think that people are going to be having uh these huge, ridiculous grows popping up. I mean, and you know, they are already cracking down on ones that do. We already have, you know, the systems in place that go. And, and you know, they were talking on the news this morning uh, on Fox 25 and this whole week about how they actually think that arrests are going to go up because of what's going on right now. And that's what I thought was really interesting. So I'm wondering if they think that the home grows. Is that why? Do you think that the home grows are going to lead to more arrest or illegal sales? It, it hasn't in Colorado. Arrests are way down. Right. Yeah, that's why. So why do you think that home grows are bad? Like, which side of it do you think? Well, I mean, I mean, I think, and maybe it's, you know, maybe it's because most of my exposure has been through the, um, through the medical industry and folks who... Um, who know how to grow. So in my mind, when I think of six plants, I think of, you know, the six plants that you'll see if you're, you know, at, if a, you're medical going, facility. If you're at a medical facility. But most people aren't that. Right, That's the right. Key too. Um, and, and look, the, like, I think, as you, as you all know, this was a piece of law that was just written in a lousy way. However, the people have spoken. We have something that we have to, that, that is going to give, obviously, a lot of people comfort and clear up a lot of the, the sort of gray area. But there's also um, things that need to get fixed about it. I mean, it was, it was funny. I'm at a, a Boston City Council last week or the week before. Um, had a hearing around um, minority participation in the marijuana industry, and the first person who testified, the first, well, the second person, because Andy Fine spoke first, but the first sort of um, local person who testified, first thing they said is. We have to be really careful because we're going to see a spike in arrests in minority communities um, now that the law is legal. Now, I'm pretty sure that oh, the week before that, when the vote was still in, in play, everyone's saying, we need to pass this law because if it's illegal, it's really harder on minority communities. So if we're having more arrests before and more arrests after... But that's not true, though. There's not more arrests. 
the, the proportion they're is still higher. They're heavier charges. They're just you know, heavier if, charges. If you actually look into it, it's uh, disproportionately, uh, you know, minorities went up in Colorado, but the number of arrests were down still. Okay. Yeah, you know? number, so, of arrest, number of arrests significantly went down across the board. For whites and blacks, okay. you know. But then so, when you so looked at the like, amount what it was of people is that black arrested. Black people now in Colorado were getting treated like white people used to be. That's how it is in Colorado now. It's like you know what I mean, like in like, the weeds, in situations well, involving weed. Well, you mean. but but, but I think but it's you're, you're still saying that it's still worse to get arrested with if you get never arrested, over. if you get arrested while black. Yeah. It's still worse related to marijuana than it was like the you know it's just okay. It's one better. in ten people are going to have a bad day instead of you know. Three in ten people, but, but still that means the same. True, that true. doesn't mean you should fight the progress. Because right. I think one exactly. in ten people exactly. versus one in three. Like I got a guy right now. I'm talking to. He, he had like two or three plants, two ounces, uh, some uh, glycol. What do you call that? Food grade uh, glycol with marijuana hemp, low low dose. This, they, this they're charging yeah. with distribution. You know, it's ridiculous. He had a card. He was in the DPH system. It's like. You know, he he basically wasn't in the computer system, but he wasn't. He had been improved. Like on, it's he was craziness. Waiting, waiting this for this is thing. another crazy story I'm working on. And of course, he's black. You know, mm. and he, public defender, and they then still not dropping the charges. DA doesn't care. They don't care. Court. You know, so he. You know, this this goes on. And if uh, this law had been there for him, he wouldn't. Not he'd be facing nothing. And it's like they don't respect the medical too. Like uh, there should be a caregiver. I mean, do you support caregivers at this point or not? Yeah, yeah, For medical, you do. Yeah. No? Okay. Um, with Patriot Care, like uh, Dennis and those guys. Yeah. We had him on the show. Um, uh, I like Dennis. I gotta admit, like, is Dennis mad at me? <laughs> Dennis stays mad at you. No. Um, <laughs> Dennis, Dennis is probably listening now. So if my phone blows I, up, you'll know he? why. I, I would not be surprised. I like, in. Um, I like uh, yeah. We we would like to hear from Dennis. Sure. You can give me a hard time. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> you know Dennis too, right? Yes. Yeah, we all know Dennis. Yeah, we're hey, you know we're I, friends. I mean, I work for the Patriot Care guys. I love the Patriot uh, Care guys. Um, but it's uh, you know you've cast some aspersions about you know sort of where you know where they are in the industry and and you know where they were in relationship to me and i really wish that i was making the killing that you guys pretended i was <laughs> <laughs> um you know i only raised 300 bucks for my uh for my no on four campaign as opposed to the, the well the other the, there was another campaign who kind of usurped you yeah and they raised the box i mean yeah. um let's talk about your future though i mean uh what about the Cannabis Commission? Do you think you might uh, possibly end up on there or be nominated for it? I mean, I would love, I, in fact, it's the first thing I told, uh, um, I told Jason Lewis. Is I said, look, um, if there's that many people on the advisory board and you look at who's on the advisory board, I said, you've got to put me on it. Everybody's conflicted out. I mean, everyone, not conflicted out, everyone has a conflict of interest the way they set that board up, right? You're either a grower or a law enforcement. Like, everyone's got their own particular axe to grind. I've got five years in public health. Um, you know, I've got 15 years of, of legislative experience. It's like, you should put me in that room. I've, I've done regulations. Um, and, you know, I just like to be there. But I don't know. Frankly, that's one of the things that I think when the legislature comes back in, in January and starts to take a real look at the law, um, that's something I think will be changed um, significantly. Because I, How do you think? Um, I think that they'll want to change the... Um, the configuration, I got to say from, um, see how to do this in a way that's appropriate. 
um, from an objective point of view, or I would say you have a 15-member committee that's an advisory board with all the um, you know, various areas of expertise, but you've given all the power of naming to the governor who, before the vote, was not at all interested in seeing this industry um, flourish at this time. I think right. that's fair to say. Um, right. So um, they might change it so the legislature names it. Would that is that what you're saying? They might change it. What I mean, I've like I've well, written. Well, that would make sense. They could do that. I've written different um, commission language where you where you spread it out. You say the governor gets to name four people, and the speaker of the house gets to name three, and the senate president gets to name three, and then you and then you say you know these broad categories must be covered. Yeah. That will actually give you. Um, I think the people on our side would be upset if anything gets changed. Though. That's the problem because we don't trust. We haven't a problem trusting the uh, politicians. You, you, I think you, as soon yeah. as you open the door, that's what everybody worries about. Yeah. As soon as you open it up to one thing, the floodgates open, and are they going to yeah. tear apart everything yeah. else in the law? That's the secret stuff they're putting it. in. And I think Charlie Baker having complete control over this commission and was appointing to it is the same as like Donald Trump appointing the Secretary <laughs> of Energy. Yeah. Or Secretary of Environmental no, stuff when he point, wants though. to he wants I to mean, abolish it instead yeah. ultimately so yeah. like you know you have to have something a little more democratic than one guy appointing this. I mean I think that's I mean think look it's it's like I said I, and I, I told Mike this before you know the culture has moved on the people have spoken like we can't you know and I'm not I'm not in that world anyway but if you thought that you know the 1950s mainstream view towards marijuana was the right place to be. Like, too bad, it's too late. We've all moved on. Right. We need to sort of deal with what we have now. I still think um, the language, um, the intent of the language is a done deal. But the language that you have around this, including this kind of commission, it, it needs, to be, needs to be tweaked. I don't, know, I don't know how you guys get to a place where you feel like you're treated fairly if it's wrong if you undo the law because the people have spoken. Which way are we tweaking it, though? That's the, where I go. And, like, how do we know it needs to be tweaked? Like, and what's so bad about it? Yeah. Um, Some big thing. Right. Well, are, the towards, are the tweaks going towards? Are the tweaks going towards? We know. We know well, one part. You don't like the homegirl. I don't like the homegirl. I don't. I don't like. For instance, I don't like the. There's a section six towards the end which says if if the treasurer hasn't gotten the regulations done by a year, you can just open stores without regulations. Yeah. I just think that's irresponsible. And so you either need <laughs> to stop that drop dead point or move the date back. Yeah. But you can't. I mean, for people, and, and I mean, I feel a little bit for for the treasurer. She doesn't have any money yeah. to do this yet. Right. She's not going to get any money till July first. Then she's got to have a search. Then she's got to hire three people. Then they've got to pick fifteen people to be on the advisory board. And then six months after that, you're supposed to have a full set of vetted regs. Yeah. Um, How much do those board members get paid? Do they get they the don't... advisory board members don't get any money? Um, they get like expenses and and parking. That's uh, it. Yeah, forever. Yeah, it's, Even it's a, like when it starts gets funding and stuff. It's a it's a volunteer. There's three full time positions that'll be picked by the by the treasurer. Executive positions, like right, easily. right, okay. Um, but right. but the advisory board is just out of the goodness of your heart. Oh, then I'm definitely out, people. <laughs> Mike says, fun. "Don't no. put my name in." People have been trying to put my name in, like Mascan and other people. You heard the guy. Oh called, yeah. yeah. I was thinking. I'm like, eh. You're no, like maybe. No freaking way. <laughs> I think you do a great job. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> you're like no, I don't want to do. I'd rather job. report on it all. Right, right. Rather, I guess like, that would be a conflict. I'd rather know some of the people on it and get the dirt. Yeah, that's your that's your <laughs> spiel. That's your game. <laughs> um, 
617-500-7100. We have more fun here than you want to control the world, don't you, Lauren? I am a power-hungry, vicious, uh, yeah, power monger. I'm going to be, you know, dictator of the world someday. That's my dream. (laughs) I dream at night about, you know, controlling the masses Uh, and and running the world. Because I think I could do it better than everybody else. But first you have to fight Brianna. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> only if we can sell tickets to it. That's yeah, what we no, decided that, that, on. That's <laughs> that was last that's week. That's a for-profit That event. was last week. You guys were really good on that. You, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't beat me up last week when I needed it. No, you were having a rough week. <laughs> I kind of needed it too last week. And you so. just talked. To, you you like you talked about it. Let's fight for money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to do it in the mud. But she's from no. Brockton again. But I went to prison. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and, and it'll make an interesting match. Hey, hey, hey. We better book this before you go back to prison. I know, oh right? God. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've, no. I've been to prison, and I am. I am. I don't know. My 85 percent chance going back. Sometimes joking is not joking. We gotta stop. You gotta laugh so you don't cry. All right, we will push through. We don't want everyone to cry out there listening. Whoever's listening, we have a phone call, 617-500-7100. This is our last show of the year, too. It is. We're taking a couple weeks off after this because it's going to be Christmas Eve next week. And then the following week is New Year's Eve. Call in for the finale, guys. Yeah. Wish us a happy New Year. Yes. (laughs) Just get right through Christmas. Send good vibes in our general direction. If we were going to do those shows, we were going to do sad shows. It was going to be like family stuff. We were going to do like the really awful stories about your family. Oh, God. Yeah, I have, I have some. My family hates me. Aww. Oh, we'll take a call. Who's on the phone? Oh, it's Cheryl Madomi. How are you? Hi, Cheryl. Hi. How are you guys? Good. I just wanted to call and thank everybody. I can't believe the week we've had. And I can't believe all the people who have reached out this week to help. And you, you Mike, you've, you've stepped right up to the plate and... You kind of caught me at a weak moment on Monday. I kind of fell apart on you <laughs> a little bit. And you were the first person to just stand up and say, let me help you. What can I do? And I'm just so grateful. And I'm kind of sorry that you had to hear me that way. So upset. But <laughs> it, it's just not been a great week for us for a, as a family. But, um, you know, it, it feels better. I feel more hopeful now with all these people around around me or, you know, even just calling to say, hi, how are you? And, and calling John and, and checking in on him. It, it means a lot to us. It really, really does. And um, I can't thank you enough. I thank we you. Thank, thank you, you for enough. calling in. Uh, I, I don't think you were bad at all. I thought you, you, you're like very, every, uh, every interaction I have with you and John convinces me that uh, I've made the right decision right from the beginning from backing you guys on this. And, uh, and everything, all the evidence has proven it, too, as well. So um, thank you. And uh, John's a lucky man, and I know he knows it, uh, to have you as his wife and uh, the kids you have. And, and we support you. Uh, we're going to try to get as many people we can out on Thursday. It's, it's, again, corrected, not Friday. It's Thursday. Thursday the it's, 22nd, correct? It's Thursday the 22nd. Um, earlier in the week, there was a lot of back and forth, especially after... So many people started speaking up and, and getting vocal. Um, what spoke volumes, too, was uh, the MPAA coming forward, Nicole and Michael Latalupe and Nicole Snow. Um, and then Hallmark Health got really angry because that's John's hospital, you know, and he's worked there for 30-plus years. 
in so many patients now, we're getting into the cold of winter, and he takes care of so many senior citizens and has developed all these community programs, outreach programs for them there, that the hospital was like, you know, what the heck? Why is he not back yet? He won his appeal. So people called to see, like, what's going on? You know, are you coming back to work? And we had to tell them, like, no, they still won't give back the license. So we're fighting with them. So we got the head of Hallmark Health called and got very angry with the board. And all of a sudden, between that and the MPAA calling, we got the all oh, this back and forth. So they, they just, you know, kind of jerked us around. At one point, we thought even he was going to get the license back. And then on yesterday, like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, they kind of reversed everything and sent us a notice saying that he has to appear at this hearing on now Thursday. So on Thursday, the 22nd at 10.30. Merry Christmas to us, you know. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, if you've ever been in front of this board, it, it, it was the worst experience of John's life. I mean, when I told him he had to go, to this hearing, he was crying. He was in tears. It's absolutely horrible. They put you through like a Spanish Inquisition. Oh no! Um, they call you names. They called him an idiot at the last <gasps> one. Oh my God! Um, they. It, it just boggles my mind that these people are the governing board of of our physicians here, and here we are in the. It is the medical holy land of the United States. Massachusetts has the best care. We have people who come here from all over the world. One would hope that the Board of Medicine in our state would act more professionally than they have. Absolutely. I found that too. Um, I'm astounded by the lack of professionalism. We've, from we've had guests on the show that have, you know, espoused that and talked about that for since I've been here. Right. Different guests on the show and talking about how corrupt the medical system here is. Again. Oh, it's been proven. And, right. like I, and I'm getting back up too. Like, you know, we even have to watch the vote. When they vote, we have to count the hands because she'll miscount the hands. Yeah, of oh course she will. Think about of that. Like this is what goes That's on. That's some corruption how, right there. <laughs> this is how shady it is. Yeah. And I've, I've been quiet and we've been quiet all along. We've jumped through every hoop. We have done everything, and, and John is still having to stay quiet because, you know, he can't talk to anyone about this. This is an open case, and I can't discuss the particulars of the case only to say this is such an unusual case because there was no patient complaint, there was no malpractice, nothing that would normally generate a board investigation into a physician. Um, and it was politically motivated, and they gave him the worst suspension you could give a doctor. A summary suspension is like you're putting someone yeah. at home. And for know. somebody with no complaints from their patients, that's yeah. pretty extreme. Nothing. It's Nothing. like purgatory. No it's right. just like you just wait forever until they right. feel like, you know, lifting. Um, you know, politically motivated, definitely. And I, and I, anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, just look up the case. Dr. Yeah, John Nadolny, yeah. look up the appeal. We'll, we'll list the, we're going to link and link and link this appeal. Because you just well, got to read the appeal. Yeah. The appeal judge, said, you know, he spells it out. John yeah. was following the DPH recommendation. He did exactly what the DPH told him to do. He followed up with the DPH to find out. He did it. And then now they're saying he's illegal and he broke laws. No, he didn't. The he did what the DPH told him to do. <laughs> yeah, the magistrate was disgusted with them. Right. He was literally disgusted with him. With, with, with them, excuse I know. me. And, he, and, he, and, and, and the uh, appeal judge basically called them liars, basically called 
the uh, attorneys for the Borum, you know, and, and like he didn't say he didn't say the word lie, but I think well, he might have used misrepresentation or something close to that. Yeah, and it was basically an issue of the whole question during the case was, can he use nurse practitioners? And it was very quickly proven that, yes, you can. Yeah. You know, I'm a nurse, and our nursing board is fabulous. They're wonderful. Right. I mean, they, they come down on you hard, but with good reason. You're, you're taking care of people. There is a need for these boards in the state, in, in every state. You know, you're dealing with people's lives. People are trusting you with their family members. The purpose of them is to safeguard the public, but also to protect physicians in the medical community against frivolous lawsuits and things like that. So, I mean, it's, they're there to, to keep like a check and balance in the whole system. The nursing board does a great job with that. You know, they tend to be fair and just, but they have, we have a nurses' union. So if you did something, if you ever did something like this to a nurse, oh, my goodness. This would be everywhere. I mean, there would be protest strikes. I mean, the nursing union would not stand for this. But there's no doctors', doctors union. Don't have that. You know, wow. it's they don't have that backing. They're self-employed. So to hear that this has happened to other physicians too in our state, I think it's time that maybe we think about as a public: is this what who we really want? Yeah. Well, and and, and may, maybe make uh, it so that the governor has to check off or an appeal judge has to check off. It has to be something that just not uh, letting this board get away with, with murder, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, I thank you for calling in, Cheryl. We're going to do everything we can. Um, we, we want everyone to come out and support you guys uh, with signs, with protests, and, and, and get into that meeting on Thursday at 1030. We're telling people to get there at 10 or 9. Get there early. Yeah. I, I, I think so. <laughs> you know, even if it's just to give him emotional support, because I don't want him walking into that room feeling scared to death the way he did last time, and it, it means the world to us. And I have to thank MassCan, too. Rachel and Michelle have been really incredibly awesome this week, So and Canicare, and Hallmark Health, so. and Stephen Mendilly. He's also been he is awesome. Yeah, we love Stephen. We love him. And uh, Dan and uh, Daniel Delaney here too said he was going to try to help us out. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm going to make some calls. I know these these folks. I'll see what I can do. Do you hear that, Thank Cheryl? You. Yes, I did. Thank you very much. I mean, I everybody has been really, really helpful, and I uh, I we appreciate it more than you know. So, and um, I hope everyone is having fun this weekend celebrating the end of prohibition. And just uh, having a good time and spending it with family and friends. So. We are, we are, but it would be much better if we get uh, justice for John, your family. So that's, right. that's I think what it's I very, want for Christmas. It's very bittersweet, yeah, and we'll yeah. be a lot right. happier if we can get this meeting and push through and help support you guys as well and hopefully get a resolution, a positive resolution to this. Yeah, we won, but we're not done. We have a lot of work left to do, a lot of people left to help. So <laughs> hopefully we can do it one person at a time. So. That's the yeah. spirit. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Have a great night. You too. You too. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Wow. Tough this to get those calls. This is it? emotional. 
Downer. It's heavy. Is that too Debbie Downer for people today? Too? Uh, she's not a Debbie Downer. This no, is, I know, but this I mean, is real. This is honest. Real. Well, no, but, it's yeah. it's the realities of legalization, though. You know, we're we're celebrating legalization, but there uh, still yeah. are people That's in our right. community That's who right. are being held prisoner in their daily lives. It's yeah. our fallen comrades, yeah. our yeah. fallen and friends. Still for past know? offenses and. Stuff that shouldn't be. Right. It's people we need to reach our hand out to and help I mean, as much Scott as we can. Scott Catano's another I was one. Just I was actually thinking that. of him when she called. I yeah. thought of him while she was talking. Yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. It just never ends. Right. Well, we're the Young Jerks. We're here at WEMF Radio. We've been talking to Dan Delaney. did some good stuff, but we didn't even get through half of our questions because, you know, we had a long call and we were going on other rants. Yeah. And a worthwhile call. Yeah. Do you, I, do you want to ask some more questions? Yes, do you want to go on I break? Have, what do you want to do, break? Um, should we go on ba- break and uh, then you, ask more I, questions? I, I, or? I think it's up to you and Dan. What do you two want to do? It's your I, world. I'm just visiting. I have a pretty quick question. All right. If you want to do one yeah. question before going on break. I was wondering, um, so talking about legalization and whatnot, uh, do you think that um, is Patriot Care, I know their Boston location signed an agreement with the city that they will not switch to legal, but in their Lowell location, is there any plans of them you know, looking ahead to the future of being a legal dispensary, possibly. Um, I know sorry, legal recreational yes, dispensary. Yes. <laughs> well, that that's what I heard when you said it. Um, <laughs> you know, with the sort of full disclaimers that I'm um, I'm their lobbyist consultant, not part of of Patriot Care, of course, per se. So I don't I don't have participate in all the internal meetings. My my understanding is that they're still completely focused on patients and 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 medical marijuana and and honestly. Um, you know, I think even though, um, you know, the home grow and the sharing is already starting right away, um, I think even, even if none of the timeline changes, it's still going to be 18 months, you know, before you have the first sort of retail store that you can, you can walk into. So I think, um, you know, I think their, their business model and their intent is to, is, is to stay with, with medical, but we're going to see. Um, just like everyone, we're going to see sort of what happens over the next year or so. I know, um, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of activity uh, in the state house, particularly in the first six months. Um, somebody should probably hire a good lobbyist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I think I think there there are too many things that aren't completely clear in the way the ballot initiative is written, and they're going to tweak it. Even if all they do is is tweak the you know the tax rate, and but like you said, in, in all honesty, is you know once they open it up, everyone's gonna you know there's 200 legislators and they're they all gonna throw something in. Yep. I like um, the whole thing where the cities and towns can decide whether they allow like uh, smoking clubs or like a smoking party. Do you think that will happen? Do you think like some of you might say, okay, we'll have the cannabis cup there? I think province. What do you think, Dan? Do you think would you? Would well, you I, I think province. Could you get that? Might to, yeah, you, or like Hyannis or something maybe. Um, you got to cross the water. You got those federal bombs. Do you think Marty Walsh would allow you to? Do you, could you talk him into that? No, I would. I don't think. Uh, you don't you know. think Marty would go for it? I think it's a it's a hard sell for him. We do you know any cities or towns that might be. I haven't had any of those conversations yet. Um, <laughs> You'll cross but, uh, that bridge when it comes uh, if High uh, Times calls you <laughs> for the cannabis cup for the Boston. I mean, it'd be it's. I gotta say, just it's sort of like to take a a step back from my sort of professional hat and just as like the policy geek that sort of got me into lobbying and politics. Anyway, it's going to be fascinating. Like, it's going to just be fascinating to see kind of what how folks do, how they deal with. Yeah, I mean, is it like alcohol? Can we go and can we have a marijuana bar, or is it like 
smoking, where you're kind of banished, like tobacco smoking, where you're sort of banished in the hinterlands and you can't be within, you know, breath space of yeah. of someone. Well, who does I it. think that's one of the issues we have too as a community. Is like, uh, like myself, even like I get here at the station, I, w- I want my medicine, and I can't do it in the building. I'm not supposed to do it in my car. I'm not supposed to do it in the sidewalk. You side still can't walk. do it in the building. Pretty much. I mean, we're you know oh. we don't want to get them in trouble. Okay. You know, okay. And they have a lease on the building. But you know? it's legal. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, you still have beer to into the, the building for but, the show. But I'm safe today because I I park my car. Oh. In in a, a private space, there and then go. I lit up. There you go. But then, I'm gonna, we then I'm gonna have to vacuum my car up and make sure right. there's nothing left in the in the thing when I drive out of here. And get, you know. Mike, remember the Stadies <laughs> that yeah. time? What happened? It was like in in the summer. Over? No, we were like we were right before the show. That all the Stadies were swarming and undercover cops and stuff all oh, around yeah, the station. Was... And we, we you thought it was for you, and I was sure it was for me. And we were both like, oh my god. And I, I think it was for you. I think it was for me. I kind of knew it was for me, but you know. Oh man. The good old days, Lauren. Oh, yeah. But we're talking to Dan Delaney. He's our guest. I'm Mike Crawford. Uh, she's Lauren Pispiza. I she's am. She's the old host. The old co-host. And she's a sidekick now. I'm the has-been. And, no, <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm a has-been. Come in on. the nicest Don't, way possible. You can't take the old man job on the show. <laughs> uh, and Brianna. Oh, God. Bree. <laughs> Brianna. Brianna Morell. Brianna, Brianna you had it right the first time. Brianna Morell. You always like start to get it and then I hesitate. I know. I have a problem. <laughs> and then we have uh, Warren Lynch over here, sidekick. Hi. Hi. And uh, we're with Dan Delaney, and it's uh, now 644. We've been going a long time. We got more questions. Dan, can you hang out for a little while longer? Yeah. yeah I'm All here. right. I'm so here. what we're going to do is take a break uh, and, and uh, maybe keep you until about 7. Is that cool? That is cool. Awesome. And you even came in like today you got child care for us to... To come in today, yeah. Thank you. Know, you. Well, you know, I got to be a, a reasonable dad, and but but I didn't want to. I didn't want to be one of those people who's like call it like quarter six and said, "Hey, you know that whole spot that you had, um, fill it with stuffed animal." I don't know. Like I didn't want to be one of those those kind of people. So you're good, man. Uh, no, Thank we, you. Appreciate know, we appreciate it. Thank you. you. I'm he pr- hasn't I'm, left yet either. Uh, hey, I'm impressed you guys let me in. Like I thought it was going to be like. Do you, you know, think were you, were you still scared coming in? Well, I just thought it was going to be like, um, you know, Jim Borgazzani, like, hanging from the rafters with a big knife. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we are jerks. Well, I think a lot of those Jim... Jim what an image. I think some of those Jim people might be mad at me because I'm not being mean to you. Maybe. Right, I know. We're being pretty... I mean, right. I don't think we're being even being nice. I think it's just his answers are fairly... Well, not, they don't, you know, they're not, I haven't been that offended yet. I, I, I could over. say something. Right. Just to, and you know what? The campaign's over and he's helping right. us on something. Yeah, he just said he'd call like for, for our friends and everything yeah. to help. So it, and maybe he'll help us. You know, we'll sell out too. I, I got my hands. <laughs> I want to get Jason Lewis on the show. Oh my God. Can you help us get Jason on the show? He I'll, said he would come on and then I'll he didn't. Play nice. I, I, no, I think, I think, actually, I think it'd be great for him to be on the show. And here's, I mean, look, I'm, um, you know, I'm a contract lobbyist, so I'm not... Um, like ideologically a prohibitionist or an anti-prohibitionist. Right. So right? what you're saying is you're bought and paid for. <laughs> I'm rented. I'm rented. Yeah. <laughs> or leased. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah. Oh wow! Wow. Like a mercenary. <laughs> what? He's an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. If now. we get enough money, we can buy him, and he can be on our side. Well, I think that's what we're doing. I, I, th- I, th- I think I'm more like a legislative plumber. You know, it's just. <laughs> What needs to get unstuck? <laughs> Call keep, me. I'll unstick it for keep you. Everything, oh, okay. Keep all your pipes working properly. 
<laughs> so with the Unjerks, we're on WEMF Radio every Saturday at 6 p.m. We're talking to lobbyist Dan Delaney of Patriot Care. Well, you know, I didn't hear from Dennis, so I wanted him to call in. I wanted to, I wanted to smooth you out. You were excited about that. Yeah. Were we supposed to go on break? Yeah, yeah we were. Forever ago. I think Nick Vita's mad at me now, too. I haven't even met Nick, but uh, I, I ripped him recently, too. Oh, goodness. Well, it's the quotes. <laughs> I'm like, guys, get better PR. Like, seriously. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, don't be sorry to me. I'm, yeah, just, I'm, not, know, yeah, I'm not sorry to It's like to not Nick. my department. I'm, just, I'm trying to be nice today. Especially, I like Dennis, actually. Dennis is a good guy. He's funny. He is. He's he, funny. he has He's a great a, sense of humor. Yeah. I, I, I wish Dennis was my granddaddy. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. He's fun. 617-500-7100. Maybe Dennis will call him. No, he won't call him. He's still mad. He's still mad, isn't he, Dan? No, I think he's probably just distracted. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was mad at Dennis for a while, too, actually, about something. But we won't talk about that today. You'll leave that one under hey, the rug. That, that, that's the media side. Of, you know, as long as you don't come to the state house and cause state house problems, yeah. I don't ever you have problems. You know, the thing, about Dan, uh, the thing that uh, I got mad about Dennis, though, I look back and I'm like, that was a G move. That was a good he, or, like, <laughs> G move did, right he there. He did it his way. I liked it. Like, it's just funny. Dennis. <laughs> Six one seven If you want to weigh in on anything we're talking about today, um, but we we do need to take a break, right? Yeah, yeah. Take a little breather. We'll be right back. Uh, what do you got, Herb? You got some music coming up? Yeah, I got a couple good songs. What do you got? Ah, uh, check it out. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. Stay tuned. W E M F. We're live, and Brie, you're looking for something. What are you looking for? Tissues. Tissues. Is yeah. that, someone have a tissue for Brie? Is there a box of tissues? Yeah, anywhere? Herbie's looking for tissues. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, all the guys are looking for a tissue for Brie. <laughs> if it was for me, would you be jumping like that, Herb? Yeah, Thank you, like, Herb. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not. I'm guessing, He's the no. best. You just yeah. rip on him too much, and you, yeah. do, you don't appreciate and all we, the nice we, things he does. Yeah, he, that's true. Except when he backstabs me and when he tries to get the ladies on the show against me. That, is, that could never be proven. You did that last week. <laughs> but it backfired. My dreams came true last week because of the next guy, because I had to apologize. So we're going to bring, uh, we have some guests here. This is Mike Crawford, of course. Stumbling, bumbling Mike Crawford. Hello, Mike. And you're Brianna. Brianna. <laughs> yes, I'm Brianna Morrell. Morrell, my co-host. And uh, Lauren's going to be running up. She's, she's in the bathroom, our, one of our sidekicks. And we also have uh, Warren Lynch still here. She's pooping. She's pooping. Thanks, Warren. Sure, she'll appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we still have lobbyist consultant uh, Dan Delaney. We never expected him to come on the show. He came in and he hasn't left yet. He's, he seems pretty happy. He's smiling. Are you happy, Dan? Oh, yeah. I'm thrilled to be here. It's awesome. We're He's answering our questions pretty well, We're honestly. smiling, too. Yeah. We're happy. Yeah, this is going well, I think. Yeah, And now we have I'm Chris very... Crane on the phone uh, from Forefront Advisors. First thing I want to say before we even say hi to Chris is, Chris, I had to apologize to you. I want to apologize to you publicly. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, Mike, I, I, I appreciate that. And look, we've we, we, we both been in this for, for a really long time. And uh Flare-ups happen, but you know, we're on the same team, buddy. I'm, I'm, I, I apology accepted and water under the bridge. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. And I want to give you a little round of applause, too, because we won the uh, the initiative, and you were behind that. You you were solidly behind it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm extremely excited about it. Thank you guys for all of your, all of your support and, and encouraging folks to get out and support it and, and vote. And, um, yeah, I was really happy to be a part of the campaign. I mean, as you know, I've been working on this issue for – 
uh, 20 years now and uh, to have an opportunity to, to get it on the ballot in the state where I, where I live and to be part of a company that had the opportunity to support it um, was really uh, was really exciting and a, and a nice uh, you know a nice culmination of a lot of years of work so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have played a little bit of, uh, a, a little bit of a role in it and you know coming back to Boston now you live here in, in, in Massachusetts right I do I live in uh, I live in Boston in Roslindale awesome so where where is your focus next, Chris? Now that we've won, what are you thinking about next? Like, are you are you nervous about the law getting torn up? Are you looking at uh, you know what's the first move to make now that legalization is in place? You know, preparing for that aspect, or you know, where is your mindset looking forward with this? So it's 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 twofold right now. Uh, you know, number one is is really at the state level, making sure that the initiative as it was written gets implemented. Uh, I mean, we know there's been a lot of talk out of the legislature about uh, amending parts of the law, changing parts of the law. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I'll preface this by saying I, I'm not opposed to making tweaks and, and potentially making alterations down the road. But the law was written the way it was written. The voters voted for it. Let's get it in place. And if things aren't working, then, you know, we, we want to work together with everybody to make sure it, it, it works even better. Um, but, you know, primary primary focus right now is making sure that the law gets implemented, that there aren't changes, um, and particularly that it gets implemented, you know, with all due speed um, and according to the deadlines that were set. Um, you know, the, the other place my mind has been recently is on the federal government and what the Justice Department is going to do, particularly what new Attorney General uh, Jeff Sessions is going to do and how that's going to impact uh, both Massachusetts's ability to implement their adult use law, but also all of the states that pass laws uh, this year and all the states that have had laws on the books for a long time, whether the feds are going to become hostile and, and try and shut all that down and, and make sure that we're prepared to, you know, number one, push them to do the right thing, and number two, to fight if they, uh, if they, if they don't do the right thing. And uh, uh, home grows, uh, there's been a lot of talk about home grows. I know that you spoke to, I believe, Senator Rosenberg, is that right? I was part of a of a of a, of a coalition meeting with, with Senator Rosenberg, yes, and, and this was one of the issues that came up. And what was the? How did that discussion go? Uh, you know, I obviously want to be you know, want, want to be careful about sort of saying too much because we were asked to you know have have conversations in in confidence, and we want to be able to work with these with these folks moving forward. So uh, you know, don't want to don't want to go too into detail on that, but I, but I can say that there was. Um, unanimous appro- uh, uh, approval in the room uh, for the home grow provision and uh, and a real push to make sure that that uh, got implemented. You know, this this conversation happened before the fifteenth, and so there was talk that uh, that that might not go into effect in the fifteenth. And uh, I think everybody was very much unified that that that, that home grow was a part of the initiative. It was part of what the voters voted for. Um, it's an important piece of, of of freedom, frankly, and uh, and and we were all in favor of it. And Really, I was I was really happy to see that uh, that that on Thursday, uh, home grow did go into effect, and it's now legal for folks to grow you know six to twelve plants in their home. Awesome! That's so exciting. I yeah. know you missed the first part of our show, Chris. Um, Mike actually has seeds that he was gifted, and he's been gifting to us in the show to, to anyone, start. Yeah, anyway, if you do, do you need some seeds, Chris? I can mail them to you. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think you, I don't think you can mail them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The federal government, but maybe we'll, FedEx. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, FedEx. We'll, we'll I, I do FedEx. Pony Express. <laughs> Pony Express. That's Pony right. Express. Pigeon mail. Right. Yeah, Mike message, Messenger would be just fine. That's right. Thank you. Thank. You. See, I knew I needed some legal advice on that. That's the legal advice I needed. Legal <laughs> advice <laughs> equals FedEx. That's not even. Yes. Yeah. No USPS. No FedEx. But uh, I think I think bike messengers are a okay. 
So speaking of Rosenberg, what do you think of um, the, was it the article this week that came out speaking of him uh, talking about raising the proposed age of consumption to 25 instead of 21? Do you think that that's going to have any hold going forward or is that just going to be tossed aside? I hope not. Uh, I mean, it, it, it would be sort of unfounded in terms of what we've seen anywhere in the country. Um, you know, this, it, I don't think it's going to ultimately go anywhere. I think, you know, I think they're sort of throwing a lot of, uh, you know, stuff against the wall and seeing what's going to stick here. Um, I'd be surprised if this one goes through. And, and frankly, this is a really easy one, I think, to defend in that, you know, this, this was called the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol. Um, and the whole idea is, is that marijuana should be treated similarly to alcohol. And if the drinking age for alcohol a, a far more dangerous, uh, far more addictive substance than marijuana is 21, then there's absolutely no justification for the, for the legal age for marijuana to be anything other than 21. Uh, that's yeah. right. I agree 100%. And plus, I don't want them uh, throwing people in jail who are like 22 years old over this. Yeah, yeah. I think no, and, and they would. And let's be, but let's be fair on that. They wouldn't. I mean, even right now, well, if they, if they have six plants. If they had if six plants, they might. Plans, yeah. Or if they were a person uh, of color, you, they might, too. Yeah. I, I, I've yeah, been seeing some crazy... Yeah, it's much more difficult. I mean, yeah. the, the underage stuff right now, even folks who are under 21, if they get, if they get caught, it's, it's still a civil offense. And, and even for folks who are 21 and over, if you get caught with over an ounce now, um, it, it's still a civil offense. There's no, no, nobody's going to jail unless they have really large quantities on them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's, a, that's a really important part of this, uh, the, of this law that's, that's now already in effect. Thank God, because, I mean, I'm still... I'm about to write a story on someone facing charges still just for like a couple ounces. Distribution charges. It's just insane some of the stuff that has happened. Uh, who's protected by the medical law, but it's so far the medical law is not protecting from prosecution. It's crazy. Uh, Chris, I want to ask That's you right. some more questions too. Uh, we also have Dan Delaney in here. So, we, you know, we since we have like dual consultants from both sides of the legalization campaign, you guys are like the two powerhouses. We have Dan Delaney on one side, Chris Crane on the other. Uh, we wanted to allow you guys to ask each other questions, if that's okay. One question each. Does that sound good to you, Chris? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> is it a speed round? Like, sure, just throw it on me. <laughs> yeah. we, this is we're up in the stakes of the show today. So, Dan, do you have a question for Chris Crane? Well, my, my first question is actually for the group. How come I didn't get a round of applause? Well, you know. We will. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a round of applause. I'll give you, I'll give you a round of applause. We'll give you both a round of applause. Here on the <laughs> Good question. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, I mean, you know, I've, um, for folks who don't know, Chris and I have known each other for, uh, for a little while since we spent, we spent a long time on the, on the same side of, of the marijuana uh, work in Massachusetts, which is uh, the medical, uh, the medical piece. Um, you know, I, I, I presume I'm still staying with some medical stuff. So I, I assume that Chris is in forefront is still going to be active in the in the medical space. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I guess I'm I'm curious about about the way that this. Well, the way I read the ballot initiative, and obviously there's there's going to be some tweaks uh, when we get it into the the state house, um, but it really does uh, seem kind of designed. Um, for to roll out a big bad industry that's kind of high powered, high finance. I know one of the things I've I've had, one of the questions I've had with with my clients and actually my potential clients and sort of friends saying, "Hey, can I get into the medical marijuana business? Is there, you know, somebody's we're going to make millions and millions of dollars?" And and Chris, you're actually the expert on this. So, but I'm like, I always tell people, I'm like, if you don't have you know five or ten million dollars in 24 months, just just do something else. This is like a really 
hardcore, highly industrialized, high, highly capitalized industry. And I just wonder, Chris, how you feel um, that recreational is going to roll out because you have kind of this homespun piece, but then you really have a lot of language that seems to support real kind of a corporate role. So you know, I would actually, I would actually take issue with with the with the characterization, um, and, and and you know, maybe it's a, it's a matter of interpretation, but you know, I, the 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 recreational law was actually written to have the, the opposite intent, and part part of the problem has been that the, the exactly what you described under the medical law, it takes an, an, a ridiculous amount of money to get involved. It takes an incredibly long time um, to get licensed. Uh, the, the the mandate of vertical integration um, that people have to produce the products that they sell out of their dispensary has made it so that there simply isn't room for mom and pops uh, or for small businesses under the, in, the, in the current medical system. So in designing the, the, the adult use law, uh, number one, we, we wanted to make sure that there were multiple license classes. So if somebody just wanted to have a retail store, which is substantially cheaper than setting up any kind of uh, cultivation or production capability, that that is available to them. Um, they can do smaller grows. They can do larger grows. Um, and I think where some of the misconception about this being given to the industry has to do with the fact that the existing medical license holders get first crack at the adult use uh, licenses. And so for the first year to two years of the program, there will be uh, there will be a much more limited number of licenses, and these businesses will have a nice head start. And, and I actually think that's a good thing, and I'm happy to talk about why. But, it's, but, but a year after that, um, and two years for cultivation, it actually opens up into a free market. There is no limit on the number of licenses. There are no license caps at that point. Um, it, it looks a lot more like we see what we see in Colorado and Oregon, which also had a had a, had a, had a, a buffer period for the existing medical businesses. So at that point, it becomes an open market. There could be, you know, if they can get approved by the state and, and by their local jurisdictions, a thousand dispensaries around the state. There could be, you know, uh, you know, a few hundred uh, cultivators and producers, and it really becomes much more of a free and open market compared to the, the much more restrictive and much more expensive market that we have under uh, the current medical system. Good answer. What do you think, Dan? Huh. I mean, what do I think? I mean, I, I do hear what you're saying. I know, and and like I said, you know, I'm 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 the lobbyist guy, and 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 Chris has has a lot more experience than I do on the implementation side. So if I'm um, so anytime I'm just factually wrong, I, I'll just defer to to Chris. I mean, my sense has been though that a lot of the expense has been. Um, you know, buying the property, dealing with the local municipalities, a lot of stuff that aren't, yeah. isn't necessarily going to change just because That's true. the it's, licensing it's, it's, fee is There's a big low. cost of doing business in Boston and Mass, especially. Any kind you know? of business. Yeah, cost of living <laughs> in Massachusetts. Um, true, true. Um, well, no, that, and, that's, and that's, I think, that's a, Dan, I think that's, a, that's a fair point. I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of, the, the, that's kind of what it takes to do business in general, and particularly in, in this industry, you know, in most businesses, if you're going to try and open up, you don't have to go and buy a property, um, right? Or you don't have to pay three to four times market rent, um, and you're not limited to a very small number of properties that, you know, that, that are even available because of, you know, restrictive zoning. Um, a lot of this is a product of federal illegality, the fact that institutional lending is not available to the industry. And so if you can't just, if you, if you find the right property, you can't go and get a small business loan right. to cover those costs. Couldn't get a, a mortgage yeah. to go buy, you know, to go buy the property. You have to, you, know, you have to either have that money yourself or get it from 
uh, individual angel investors, which comes much more expensive than traditional lending would. Um, so I agree with you on that, but I just I just don't see an alternative given the current status with the with the federal law. Well, that's a great conversation. This is why I'm I'm glad I brought you guys together. I knew this was would work. It was like the first fire of the show, and it was right on the mark. We learned some things right there. Between I, the, I want to thank you both, uh, Chris. Do you have a question back for Dan Delaney? Sure. You know, I, I don't think there's any point in, in, in any of us sort of, re, you know, re, re, re-litigating what's already happened. The initiative is here and it's passed. And, you know, Dan, you, you, you've got your, you know, you've got your, your, your feet in the, uh, you know, pretty firmly in the, uh, in the industry here. You're, you're working with some, you know, powerful players. And, you know, I, I'd, be, I'd be curious to know now that this is a, a reality and this is going to happen, uh, you know, are you going to be at the table with us there making sure that it gets implemented and, and gets implemented the right way? Um, well, I mean... Absolutely, though I got to say, probably my interpretation of right way is is it might not be be yours. I really think um, that well, one like, and I've said it a few times, and I guess I'm just gonna have to say it because you know, um, elections has consequences, as my soon to be former president says. Um, but <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I think that that we're really gonna have to open up the the ballot language just to make it functional from a regulatory point of view. I hope that we can do something that's clean that lets you know. Folks who are 21 and older and, and, and want to partake be able to do it in a way that's 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 safe and 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 well regulated, um, and that I mean as you said the, you know the dynamics sort of the market forces around the federal legality and how much it's how much it's going to cost to get in, into the business and how um, how hard it is to sort of be, um, to kind of like to like scale up. But I but I hope that we do this in a way that that really um, addresses what folks thought they were voting for. I don't know um, that a ton of people read all 25 pages of the, of the legislative language. I think a lot of people said, legal like alcohol, that makes sense to me, and, and, and clicked yes. But, but I, I'm happy to sit down um, with you and, and, and folks all around, and, and I definitely am going to be, um, um, be active in this space for a long time. Well, good. I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad to hear that. And I guess, I guess, just sort of my follow-up question would be: you, know, you mentioned opening up the law and making some changes. I'm, I'm curious. Then, you know, what what do you think needs to be changed in statute that 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 can't be addressed by uh, you know by the regulators? And, and I'll give you a bit of an example. And a lot of the campaign, we heard a lot in the campaign about um, the, you know the, the 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 problems with edibles and 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 and, and these products that become appealing to kids. And our answer has always been. That's exactly what the Cannabis Control Commission is there to do, and I think everybody in the industry wants to see good, robust regulations around labeling and packaging and the, and the kinds of particularly edibles that can be created. Uh, I'd be curious, in, in, in your opinion, having been on the other side of this, what is it that you think needs to be addressed in statute by the legislature that you don't think can be addressed effectively through, through good regulations? Well, I think um, Section 6 in... Uh in the 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 Ear nuclear option, I think you gotta you gotta throw that out, um, out right away, saying if the regulation if the regulators aren't complete by you know basically a year from now, then folks get to operate without regulations. I think that has to be fixed by statute. You can't do that with a regulatory change. The treasurer is not going to get any money to hire people till July first um, to even begin the process. And we we have the governors. We were, we were talking before about the uh, the the advisory board and. Um, you know, all the advisory board uh, folks are going to be named by by governor who's not, um, as far as I can tell, really warm to the industry. And it might be worth sort of doing something where you have some of the advisory folks are named by the Senate president, some by the Speaker of the House, some by the governor. Um, maybe some are statutorily 
named in there, like you have the commissioner of public health is in there as, you know, as the commissioner of public health. I think there's those things you can't you can't fix with the regs, um, and some of the, um, you know, I like clearly. Um, um, I've been unconvincing in this room on how on six and twelve girl. plants are. Yeah, he doesn't like way too girl. much. Hates the home grow. <laughs> but, he hates the home grow. But, we you know. know. But, he but, was but, disapproving of the seeds going around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're passing around free seeds, Chris. We told you that. We're going to get them to you at the Pony Express. <laughs> Chris, uh, so what did you think about Dan's answer so far? I, I mean, I, I think I think it's. I mean, I disagree with some of it, but I think it's 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 largely fair. Um, you know, I, I get where Dan's coming from uh, on the on the on the uh, uh, on the deadline on the, the so-called nuclear option. Um, the, the I guess the problem there, um, or I struggle with, is is what's the alternative, right? We, we've seen certainly in the medical program there were deadlines set in the statute for for how this program had to be roll, rolled out, and they were all missed. And yep. you know, here we are now, yep. four years after the law has been passed, and we only have nine stores right. open. So, you know, what kind of pressure? Can we put in? Can we put in there? What kind of what kind of provisions can we put into the law that will ensure that the you know that the state does fulfill the the, the will of the people and actually right. get this program implemented in, in all due speed? That's right. Because I mean, w- what we saw with Governor Deval Patrick is it was like uh, kill the clock. It was like you know I'm out of here in this amount of time, so I'm not doing anything. And Run the ball. Yeah, it was kill the clock, right? And so yeah, how but, do we stop that? Right. How do we stop, stop it? Like delaying on purpose. Yeah. How do we stop the governor from killing the clock till he's out of office, Dan? Well, well, one, he's going to be around for another five years. So that's a long. That's a long kill. Um, well, if he gets reelected. He's, he's still, <laughs> that was a prediction right, right there. there. Wow, you, know, <laughs> you know where his money is. Yeah, well, he's still the most popular governor, second most popular governor. Things can change in a year in Mass, yeah. real quick. He is popular. Yeah, that, that, that is true. No, look, I, Tito I think, runs. <laughs> things change. I don't want to start with Tito. Um, no, I would. I would just say, like, look, you guys have already kind of got two thirds of what you need, right? You've got home grow. You've got you got uh, possession legal up to ten ounces. So, like. Really, two thirds of what you wanted to do is already done. December fifteenth is right. come and gone. Take a bow, take a victory lap. No, let's, we're happy. We're, let's, we're let's, happy. But we I mean, we're taking those know, victory laps. Let, over people here. concerned still, though. Well, no, but I mean, especially like, with all the statements, you know, from the electeds. Well, yeah, no, it's. I mean, you got one hundred and twenty electeds who put their name up. One hundred and twenty state legislators who put their it. name down saying that they weren't in favor of this language. That they're um, vote them out, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's been a 30-year fight. We'll it's been a, a huge, long, names, long uphill battle. So I think that, you know, our mistrust and our, you know, skepticism and our, our fear and our, our wanting to make sure everything is done the way we want it isn't misplaced. Because it's been a long fight for yeah. this. No, I, I think that's true. And, I, I, you know, I've done work around Cory reform, and I've seen how um, when you're trying to – when you're trying to take a, a – a fast-paced social justice stance, and you run into the legislature, it can be really um, frustrating, and and and, they're and rightfully so. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm a lobbyist, so me too. Because of who's paying them? <laughs> right, paying right. He's you. a lobbyist. I mean, <laughs> he says it all. Um, but um, no, but I mean, I think I think no matter what, just like just like you've done for the past thirty years, you're going to have to keep the elected officials' feet to the fire. You're going to have to stay engaged in the conversation. And now that it's they have to, I mean, this is the thing that even though I didn't want it to work out this way, they have to take it seriously because it's the law of the land. They have to engage it. But um, you know, you got to have an inside-outside game. You got to have someone at the table who can actually have these conversations and make sure that um, that there's. Um, real progress being made. And right now, I think Chris is right. There's there's only nine dispensaries open 
in Massachusetts after what are we? Um, four years. Four years in. Yeah, they're not even trying to complete. What, I'm, I'm, yeah, they're still not even trying to well, be. I mean, there's 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 72 provisional license granted. It takes a long time, but hey, the only people right now who are making money in this really are people like me and Chris. Because um, consultants are getting paid because there's just not that not, much product not, not being moved. So, yeah, you're getting bribed. <laughs> there's lots right, of people making money from the delay. We don't get paid hourly, so we're not, we're, we're not making much right now. <laughs> Chris, um, I was wondering, uh, with your background, you know, you did a lot of uh, activism work before switching into the consulting side of the industry. And so you've seen pretty much both sides um, of, you know, what the cannabis uh, legalization movement has been. So what do you think moving forward in Massachusetts, what can we do for people who are being discriminated against in the courts? So uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the case of Scott Patano and uh, him losing his kids, basically. Or or even this other one we're talking about with the Dr. John Nadalny, who's fighting for Mm -hmm. his doctor's license right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So what can we do... uh, to basically put pressure on uh, people who are governing us to obey the fact that legalization is in place. What can we do as activists or, um, you know, on the social justice side of things? Are there things we can do with the law to further protect these people? Um, you know, because people still are in prison or don't have their kids. Um, you know, what, what can we do for them? Legalization is great. It's great to celebrate that. But I think it's bittersweet for a lot of us who know friends who are still, uh, still prisoners fighting, to still this plan. Suffering, yeah. Still in court, still uh, facing dis- losing their medical license, still exactly. facing uh, felonies or, or distribution charges, which I see as well. I'm writing another story on that. What can we do? Uh, it's it's a it's a really tough one. I mean, this was something that was debated, uh, you know, amongst the twenty or so people on the, on the drafting committee. Is you know, can you make this retroactive? Can you you know, can you provide essentially amnesty for people with previous convictions? And I think everybody involved in this wanted that to be part of the initiative. Um, ultimately, it was decided that we couldn't put it in um, because it, it, it pulls really poorly. Um, and you know, we knew the margin wasn't. You know, we we, we, we didn't think we, we didn't think we had enough of a buffer a, a buffer room there to. Um, to put it in and still feel comfortable that we were going to win. Um, you know, that said, I think, you know, the, the number one thing folks can do is to start now, you know, really hounding their, 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 uh, their state legislators in particular, um, you know, letting them know that, you know, this is now legal. And so people who, you know, people who had issues with this in the past, you know, still face repercussions, the, the, the drug, you know, the, 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 the ongoing repercussions of a drug conviction are, are, are devastating. Are still facing impacts of those of those convictions for things that are now legal. I think I think there's a real argument to be made. Number one in the legislature that they should go back and and change that, or at least give people with previous cannabis convictions the opportunity to apply to have their record expunged, so that they no longer you know they no longer have a conviction, particularly felony convictions on their records. You know, other things folks can do for for cases that are work, that are still working their way through the court systems um, is to is, is to engage in some some direct action at the courthouses. Um, and to make sure that judges understand that the public is no longer going to be tolerant of people being prosecuted for crimes that are no longer crimes. Um, and we have actually seen that work in some cases. Um, I think there's a PR strategy to that, um, where uh, uh, you know, you, 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 if, if you write enough letters to the editor and you get uh, you know, uh, uh, publications like the Boston Globe and, and, and others around the state, to start opining uh, that uh, that judges should should dismiss these cases, prosecutors should dismiss these cases, judges should refuse to um, uh, should refuse to convict. If that if that takes takes steam as a social movement, 
um, then it's going to be real. It's going to become really difficult for prosecutors to get convictions uh, on these cases moving forward, particularly the ones that are still pending uh, from before the initiative passed. So there's you know there's PR, there's pressuring the courts, um, but really it's it's a lobbying campaign, a citizens' lobbying campaign uh, for the uh, the state legislature to, to to retroactively deal with folks that are still facing the you know the very real and very devastating repercussions of a, of, a, of a cannabis conviction. Thank you, Chris Crane. Thank you for uh, calling in today and spending some of your Saturday night with us, away from your family. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me on. I, I really, I really appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you guys have done to uh, to get the word out on this, to, to get people to support the initiative. And um, you know, it, it's it's taken the work of, of dedicated activists like yourselves for for a long time to, to get us to where we are. I mean, this is not this is not you know this initiative didn't come out of a vacuum. This came out of the work of of mass can and and dedicated activists and people who've been pushing this on the ground for you know for decades um this was you know this was the culmination of all of that so you know you guys deserve a lot of credit thank well. you thank you and congratulations as well chris thank you very much and dan thanks so much for, for being on and engaging in the dialogue uh, uh it takes a lot to do that and uh, i look forward to working with you on uh, on the areas where we where we agree which it seems like is more than more than we disagree so i appreciate it yeah well thanks you've, you've you know i'm sure we're going to get back in it again and there's there's a lot of good work that needs to get done so i hope we can uh, do some of that together absolutely perfect we're the young jerks uh 617-500-7100 we're almost out of time that was chris crane from forefront advisors uh, spending some time with us. We also have uh, Dan Delaney here as well uh, mm-hmm. from Dan Delaney Consulting Group. Policy Group. Policy Group. I always screw that up. Sorry. To get another round of applause for Dan. Yeah, let's give Dan a round of applause. <laughs> because we missed the first one. Right. survived the gauntlet. And uh, what, what else do we have going on? Uh, in the next three minutes. I think that was a great, though, back and forth. It was. Yeah, going back between calls today. And, and, uh, Dan and Chris. Jen, it's Chris Crane, not Chris Kane, on the uh, social media. Uh, oh, oh. I was going to fix that, but I'm like, uh, we'll let her fix that. It's Chris Crane. Two Ks, but yeah. But uh, we're the Young Jerks here every Saturday at 6 p.m. We had some, I don't know, we wanted to get into some other stuff. But Chris Crane was, you know, talked about what I liked at the end, too, was uh, showing up at the courthouses. And that's kind of what we're doing on thursday because it's like a courthouse we're going to the now where exactly does everybody need to be mike yeah, we're gonna get that right okay uh, yeah because we keep seeing right thursday now. at ten thirty. i know i have to be yeah. there thursday 10 get there at yeah, 10 it's at wakefield it's in wakefield. wakefield you know that it's the board of registration of medicine you can just google it we'll come right up um but i, I can look, scroll down our page and, and find it i'm sure in a second here we're going to get that yeah we're gonna get that for you Yes. We have a Facebook page, uh, Facebook event we just set up during the show. We haven't even invited anyone to put a picture on it, but uh, it's uh, right there. All of the information will be there yeah. on Facebook. So, so. Look, look for that. And uh, oh, I'm looking for the address right now. It doesn't come up, right? It's like you got a Facebook page and everything. Massachusetts Board of Registration and Medicine. Where the hell is the address on here? Oh, here, no, it's still not there. Okay, let's just Google it. Yeah. I don't know, we'll figure it out. But Warren <laughs> had a story too. Warren, Warren, you want to talk about something real quick before we leave, right? Oh yeah. So, we, yeah. What is it? You, go ahead. Well, so you were talking about speaking of the microphone. Roll <laughs> the microphone. There you go, you're, buddy. You're talking about doing uh, amnesty here in uh, Massachusetts. Well, in Oregon, um, they over, overturned uh, twenty thousand previous convictions uh, for cannabis offenses, and uh, Washington State is looking to do the same thing. So. Uh, yeah, we might have some conservative legislators here, but it's a pretty progressive state. We might be able to do it. And then 
next couple of years. Which would mean people with pre- previous convictions get, the cell doors get open or they're, right. they get off probation and stuff. Yep. But it doesn't, I was, I, it, this, does this apply to people who are from out of state, who no. move into that state? No. Who have previous convictions in other states? So if you so, live in a state with amnesty, you get amnesty. But if you are somewhere else, you can't just move into a state to get amnesty, That correct? would be cool, though. That would be pretty sweet, but we'd have a huge influx of people to Oregon and Washington, yeah. and maybe Massachusetts, let's hope. <laughs> but it looks like amnesty, it's not the same as if you're a refugee trying to get amnesty in another country. It's just if you live in the state with the laws that have changed, right? Yeah. That sounds good. We should have it here, though. It should, exactly. I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> I think we still have to have the continued pressure, though, because that'll apply to the prisoners. But then there's all of these other people that are, you know, like the um, the Board of Registration of Medicine and, uh, you know, with Scott Patano dealing with uh, custodial cases. Right, they're not criminal charges, like that. But, yeah. but there are other courts or other systems that they're fighting. Where they exactly. can still discriminate against people exactly. because of cannabis. Exactly. Yeah. Um, even though it's completely legal or whatever they're uh, operating with. Or they're not facing legal. jail time. They're facing other life devastating exactly. consequences. Um, due to, you know, uh, people who are in power having uh, discriminatory beliefs. And so I think it's it's just really important that we stay on top of people going forward this next year. Um, and this Thursday, the Board of Registration of Medicine is uh, 200 Harvard Mill Square, Wakefield, Mass. Um, Thank you. No problem. Which is also off of Albion Street, I believe. If you, it doesn't show up in your GPS. Yeah, there's also. It looks like there's a, a train stop right there too. So even if you don't, well, that's um, easy. Yeah, if you don't have a car, there's a train. It looks like it's super yep. close, right within walking 178 distance. One seventy eight Albion Street is like the alternate address. It's the same address. It's just they, you know, set up a new address. So um, if it doesn't show up in your GPS, you can try one seventy eight Albion. They're just trying to Street. screw with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's in Wakefield. All right, Thursday, ten a.m. Get out there. Uh, bring signs and, yeah, do the whole thing. Make sure you record the whole thing. You're going, right, Bree? Yes. Uh, is anyone else going? No? No? Lauren's looking at me. No. I wish. I used to, If I was still living in Somerville, it would be easy. But. Yeah, as soon as I saw there was a train, I'm like, I can do train. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll try to make <laughs> it I can't out. do car, but I can do train distances. Oh, so. will, will they really let you bring a camera in the courthouse? It's no. not a courthouse. Oh, at the it's board a, of... Yeah. Right, it's not a criminal case. It's they a, say no, but I know people who have, so you got to push it and be firm and say, I'm with the media and you have to let me in. Press pass. And, uh, make your I own. I might go. Yeah, you should. I might go if you go. Make a scene. If Warren Facebook goes, Live. I might be there. You know? right. you yeah, let's make a scene. If you let's get arrested, we'll, we'll do a big uh, kickstarter for you. We can get Rob Attila to come. Yeah. yeah. yeah make a get, scene. Let's get Robbie to come. I bet Robbie Vermin. would love it. Yeah, yeah Vermin Supreme. Can we get them? Maybe. Yeah, I'll look into it. I'll bring a pony. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing, too, is uh, right as we were going uh, on the show, maybe a couple of hours before, but today it was announced that uh, yes on uh, whatever question it was in Maine, legalization the passed legalization, in Maine. Yes. The uh, no campaign has conceded the recount. Nice. So it's going to be legal in Maine as well. So Good job, Congratulations, Maniacs. Maine. You found Good out job. today you definitely won. Yeah. Woo! Another legal state. We're killing mm-hmm. it. Uh, so we're going to be gone for two weeks, right? Yes, we are taking off for holidays, Christmas, and New Year's, and relaxing, refreshing. Thank God. <laughs> Do some of that deep breathing meditation stuff. That's right. I need a break. <laughs> Let our minds refresh. And we'll book some big guests. Maybe Jason Lewis, maybe Dan Delaney's going to come back with Jason Lewis on here. Do you think that will happen? 
I'm sure you can get Jason Lewis here. I'll talk to Jason. He'll talk to him. Oh, Ooh, it's on. We're selling 2017. out. We're selling out for access. <laughs> well, I'm paid for the young yeah. jerk. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, I want to thank everyone. Uh, Nicole Snow's here, too. Do you want to say something, Nicole Snow? I'm putting you on the spot. What? Sure. Yeah, of course you do. I'll squeeze her in because she's so, she's so magical. Oh, you were watching the show. What did you think today? You came in because you, you And know, Nicole Snow of the Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance. Yes, thank no, you. I love the show, and I didn't hear bits and pieces of uh, Chris Crane, but um, I heard some of it. It was really good. I can't wait to listen back. So um, uh, thank, thank you for having us in the studio, by the way, to watch this. Thank you. Thank you for coming, and thank you guys for everything that you do. Yeah, we might be showing up um, for that, that hearing, by the way. So awesome. Thursday. Nice. You know, um, Dr. Naldoni has a lot of patients, and um, he's been out of commission for quite a while. And I hate to see what's happening to this family and uh, doctor that has so many patients that are not just cannabis patients, by the way. Right. Um, ER patients, geriatric patients. Yep. So um, we're going to be out there and support uh, for the Naldoni family and uh, Dr. Naldoni's license. Awesome. And Michael of Tulip's here, too. I always got to bring him in. <laughs> Michael, you got to say something too today. He waves. <laughs> he did not look impressed. Hello, everyone. Michael Latulip here. Can I hear you say that again? Michael Latulip, development director. All right. Well, what did you think about the show? Do you have any comment? Do you, do you... Really good show. Um, always good to talk, I think, to everybody involved. And I think Dan Delaney did a great job uh, coming out here tonight and uh, you know standing up for his own beliefs here in the studio and did so respectfully so i think that went well all right thank you all right well thank you everyone uh it was a good 2016 it was awesome yeah this is it we're done we're done we had a lot of crazy <laughs> shows this last year uh we had bob lobel in here Big year. Well, that was two hosts ago. That was Frank Capone. I know. That was in 2016. <laughs> that was like 2015. No, that was right. Uh, I'm, I'm or was, I, was I locked <laughs> up? I think it was January 2000. No, wait. No, because you were here for I was a here. Year. I was here. I mean, I never met him. So, okay. all right. It was so way I'm losing before. It was before time. my time. All right. All right. So, Bob Lobel wasn't this year. He was 2015. You can keep track of guests. We had other by, good like, guests, the though. Co the co host. Yeah. Who do we have? We had Nadine. We had, I mean, we've had a lot of Mike Connolly. We've had a lot of, we've had Leland Chung. Yeah. Though that might have been 2015 as well. No, yeah, we had uh -huh. Leland Chung this fall. Oh, too. this. Okay. I missed that. We had, um, Oh, we had the bright back guys. We had those bright. I think that was we 2015 too. Yeah, we chased them out. Yeah, detention think, last week. That we was awesome. detention last week. That was cool. We've had a lot of Warren lately, which has been awesome. Alex Jones. Alex we had Alex, the Rhodes. Bernie Kratz. We had Rhodes, Bernie Kratz. Rhodes Pierre. Rhodes exactly. He used to be part of the show. He's we, left us. We've still had. But a lot of great people yeah. within the cannabis community the come satanic, on. Yeah, right. The satanic yeah. satanic yeah. Temple. Uh, Lucian Greaves from the Satanic Temple. I loved that guest. That's one of my favorites actually. Um, and of course, Nicole Snow and Mike Latulip always pushing. You like the Satanic guys? I love the Satanic Temple. I think they're awesome. Oh, I think really? I might want to go. If, if, I, I want a job with them actually. Like that, that. If I said I worked for the Satanic Temple, wouldn't that be sick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's, where do you work? The Satanic Temple. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. It'd be like yeah, but metal. The, I'll tell you something about the Satanic Temple. The first rule is you don't. Disclose that you work for them. <laughs> the first thing right. about Satanism is that, you don't talk it, about and, Satanism. And you know what? That is the damn truth. Ask, oh, ask the me, damn ask truth. Ask me how I know. The damned <laughs> truth. Uh. So if you're telling us, then you don't know, right? Well, I used to work there. <laughs> <laughs> 617 500 
is the phone number. I'm getting in all sorts of trouble today. I know. You are talking yourself into a grave right there. Let's go Keep home, digging man. that hole. Let's go home. I got some, I got some pot. I got, <laughs> if some anyone seeds. wants seeds, they can pick them up. We'll leave them here for the next people. Someone just shows up, knocks go on the door. I, got, I want we, some weed hey, wait, seeds. Actually, we, 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 maybe we can't. Are there any shows that are 21 or under? I mean, under 21. What? I don't think so. Well, the next guys are all wait, way over 21. You can give a show at an age limit? Well, you, well, no, we don't want to leave them to be oh, accessed. Like okay, if there was Come kids on. hosting after. Trying to be responsible. Yeah, I'm trying I think, to be responsible. I'm I trying think, to follow the law here. Follow I think the, the New Year's Prog Rock show is all of age. For the rules what now. are little kids going to do with seeds, though? Eat them. Grow them. Can you have a headache? <laughs> I would plant them if I was a kid and I found some seeds. Yeah, I would I like, plant them. Science, science experiment. I always parents would when not I found be them. pleased yeah. with that one. Yeah, they wouldn't be happy about that one. W E M F Radio would get in a lot of trouble. You know, where'd you get those seeds? Yeah, we don't want to yeah. do that. No. I don't know. I bo- you know, we've gotten suppressed for some strange things on here. Like we we did the beer versus beer joint versus challenge. joint. That was like our biggest thing ever. It blew up. And great. then uh, Charlie, oh, we Baker. had the protest this year but then, too. The then beer when garden We had the protest. beer Breitbart guys in here. We got a lot of press we, from Cambridge. Yeah, the newspaper they kept writing us up. <laughs> we right. they write us. I I was hoping that we would get some news for this Astro Dog. I was like expecting Boston Globe to come in and like, oh my God, they're giving away marijuana seeds. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> next week or maybe next next year. Well, you blew it. You had weed porn right here. Weed Boston porn. Globe, you missed it. Maybe next We're year. We're to you. Yeah. We got to have some more weedy looking actual weed things. We got to get some weed bait, clickbait stories. Yeah, get, yeah. Because that's the only way the Boston Globe will cover us. I'll just, we should just, you, you want to go that, right? you're going to full out me sell out. Me and can just be <laughs> scantily clad. I'm just, I'm just having a joke, come on. If me and Bree, if me and Bree dress in like, you know, <laughs> don't take it so in, in cute clothes. I'm not allowed to plants. give you a hard time. Oh my goodness. You are. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, why they, you think they would ever cover, like there was a story. This is how bad, like the. The media, like the Boston media is, they won't touch us, they won't talk about us, they never talk about us. They almost like avoid us on purpose, I swear to God. Um, but you want to, like, this is the extreme that the media goes to. They're so ridiculous. Is like, there was a story that came out about NPR, right? Mm-hmm. NPR has podcasts. And for the longest time, the individual shows couldn't talk about their podcasts. You know why? Why? Because the stations that, uh, Play their shows. Don't want people listening to their podcast. They want to listen to the radio with the mm. ads. Yes. So they weren't allowed to advertise. They weren't at, allowed to promote their own podcast. So you think they're going to uh, promote some outside podcast? <laughs> you, know you can't they say can't like. They can't promote their own stuff. Like and subscribe and share. For crying out like this is the way the world is. Because they say mm. they're advertiser free mm. and they're free of all that stuff. You know, financed by donations, but it turns out... But institutions always are, um, you know... It's a pay-to-play world out there. It really is a pay-to-play world. And so are we. We'll we'll take some Yeah, you want to pay? We'll play. We'll take gifts. We'll take the donation of the ounce of weed. I got a gram. Oh, man. All right, we got to get out of here. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going to wrap up. New Year's program's coming up next. Uh, progressive rock with those dudes. We can leave the se- seeds out for them. They're all older. That's right. Yeah, they'll enjoy them. Unless they have some younger guests. And it doesn't look like it. No, I don't think so. So, yeah. All right, we'll be back uh, in three weeks. We'll see you in 2017. We're, you know who we're coming back with? Definitely. It's so funny. Chris Caesar. You know who he is? For the first week? No, Chris Caesar. Yeah, for our first week back? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Do you know who he is? I've Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. Have you been following that Bo Davidson thing? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. If you guys don't know Chris Caesar, look him up. He used to work at uh he's worked everywhere, like Boston dot uh, com for a little while. He keeps I think he keeps getting fired, but he's a funny writer. And uh he totally uh trolled this Trump guy who did like a song for Trump and it got really out of control and it's hilarious. He's now working for Medium. And we're going to have him in. Uh, he's got a recording of That's it. That's awesome, though. We're having him in on the first yeah, week. And, and <laughs> we're, we're expected to get sued and stalked and trolled by like a, a D-minus country celebrity. No such thing as bad press, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it'll be fun. I can't, you know. That's what we're going to come back with. Sounds lulzy. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll see. Week. Maybe Jason Lewis will be there. <laughs> Put them in on the Maybe same we'll show. Have Governor Baker in here. If oh, only. yeah, in our dreams. No chance in hell. In our dreams. <laughs> All right, we'll be, we'll see you in uh, two three weeks. No, three weeks. Is it three weeks? We're missing two weeks. So three weeks. We'll be back in three weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's gonna be. I haven't missed three weeks of a show since. Well, uh, we're only Kale missing two weeks, but yeah. like. Yeah. 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 We'll see you in three weeks. We'll be back. Uh, well, I don't know what is it. January something. January seventh. I don't know. Happy holidays. Yeah, January seventh. We'll be back. January seventh. Happy holidays, says Warren. I want to thank uh, the caller today. We only had one caller. We today. had two callers. Weird. We had, two, we had a few different callers. Oh. We had uh, Cheryl. That's who I was thinking of. Cheryl Nadolny. We had Chris wife. Crane. Oh, well, I mean, he was a guest. Oh, okay. All right. I'm talking caller, caller. Yeah. yeah. They're almost both guests in a way, though. Yeah. Yeah. So Do we, yeah, we got to thank the guests. Uh, definitely Dan Delaney for coming in today. Big time again. Yes, big thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank our other guest, Chris Crane. I want to thank the sidekicks, Warren Lynch. You're welcome. You make any ghost noises today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lauren Pespiza. Thank you. She didn't get yelled at today. I did good. Did she do good, Warren? Uh, uh, Herbie back there? Was Lauren better this week? Uh, yeah. All right. I'm under control, guys. I All got right. this. And uh, Bree, do you still want to fight her? I never wanted to fight her. You guys talked about this without me being it, here. It depends how much. It depends how much we pay. Us, we pay her. How much? Yeah, did th- we that was actually it. <laughs> I am pay to play. How much money are we talking about? Let's make a. Uh, we can make a fundraiser. Three fun. weeks we're coming back with a big. As long fight as it's not in mud or for money. As long as it's not in mud or jello, I'm down. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> Three weeks with uh, mud or jello and Bree and Lauren. All right. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get beat up now, aren't I? I know, right? Well, I, it'll be it'll be like you I'm know a, totally a three-way battle beat. here now. <laughs> no, it's going to be everyone against me now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Me yeah, and Bree take on you. We'll just take that's out what happens Mike. with women. As soon as a man gets involved, we're both going to take him on. Yeah, I'm dead meat. I should have <laughs> quit while I was ahead. We're right. out of here. CBD, right cannabis oil. Yep. Sure herbs like it's so effective go. that the U.S. Later. government has patented as a medicine. The government's own patent and independent published peer-reviewed Medical research is showing CBD as a strong anti-inflammatory, quells anxiety, seizures, and spasm, and returns the immune system to homeostasis. There are no known bad side effects, and you cannot overdose on CBD. CBD is made from hemp, not marijuana, and so it has no psychotropic effect, and it is regulated as a nutritional supplement, not a drug. CBD Please products are tested for both potency and purity by MCR Labs of Framingham, uh, for details, CBD Please at 617-834-8746 and visit cbdplease.com. If you are taking anti-seizure or chemotherapy drugs, please mention it when you call as CBD may magnify the effect of some of those. WEMFradio.com. 
musicians. If you want a rehearsal space in Boston, Cambridge, Alston, or Brighton, check out the Sound Museum. Our premier community of musicians is growing every day. We will not be undersold. For info, contact soundmuseum.net or call 617-775-4009. Again, that's soundmuseum.net or call 617-775-4009. 